welcome to the Paint, Rest, Repeat podcast with Roz Gervais and Laura Day, where we chat about our creative lives as artists while keeping it real and a little bit messy. We're here to inspire creatives just like you to push past those boundaries and make art that you love. Let's dive in. chatting about journaling and all of its beautiful benefits um, for artists and creative sorts like us. And I was wondering if maybe, Laura, you wanted to start with telling a bit of a story. I know you have a story of your journaling mm-hmm. practice. Um, so I started the Julia Cameron book, The Artist's Way, and I've had it since art school. I've actually never finished the whole program. It's a 12-week program, for those of you that haven't heard, um, it's a 12-week program to uh, uncover your creativity and work through blocks, creative blocks. And there's a really powerful process in the, the book and it is called Morning Pages. And so when you wake up in the morning, you get a book and you do Dream of Consciousness So just write anything that is in your mind um, and you just leave it all on the page and you're not supposed to look over it either. So it's almost like a brain dump, just getting everything out of your head. And I found that process really powerful for me when I was going through clinical depression. So I just could not even fathom getting out of bed uh, achievement for me was just moving from my bed to the couch and one of my friends suggested why don't you get into journaling again and I remembered from art school that I visited it, um, I had done the Julia Cameron process before and it was really amazing to just uncover what was going on in that little mind of mine <laughs> so yeah, as the days went on and on, I realised that uh, I was sort of venting my frustrations of where my life was at and I didn't have a creative practice at the time and creativity was something that I really valued but because I had just gone into survival mode because I'd spent years in and out of hospital and trying to get um, treatment for lupus nephritis and it just my life was just consumed with doctor appointments and all of that sort of stuff so that was my life at the time and I didn't have a creative practice and I was frustrated about that as a creative person so I sort of just you know tapped into all of that and then I ended up making solutions for myself and then slowly things got better and better and you know I was able to get out in the community more and I enrolled in a mindfulness-based stress reduction program and then I started picking up my paintbrushes again and I just started making tasks for myself and slowly it just sort of built and built and that process was transformational for me and I feel like that was just something that was so empowering and something that I could do for myself, something proactive to just get me going again. And then fast forward now to me having my art studio and me having all of my work and exploring my style and my techniques and moving into bright, colourful abstracts and all of that sort of stuff that the journaling has sort of, it's not a daily practice anymore for me. It's, um, It's here and there when I feel like I need it, but I feel like it was, it's a process that I can turn to whenever I feel like I need to 
get on top of things in my life and it was amazing to help me through that really like dark period in my life. I find journaling quite helpful at times like that as well. I mean, my history is not the same as yours, um, but I have been able to see the benefits of journaling as well. And it's like you're describing, um, I, I found it really helpful when I have been quite stuck or when my inner critics on overdrive as well is a really good time to do the journaling practice. I think there's, you know, I mean, I know there are lots of different takes on journaling, um, but for me, I just stick with the morning pages model and I find that good and quite helpful. It just sort of clears, clears all of the cobwebs essentially and all of that either pointless, pointless, you know, pointless words and strings of, you know, words in your mind um, to give you that room to be creative and to move forward with whatever it is. It doesn't matter what it is, but to move forward rather than stay in that space. Um, Yeah, so that's my number one approach to journaling. But then the other one is to use it to self-nurture as well. Have you ever done that? I have. Um, I feel like journaling with a purpose or um, I've done affirmation journaling and manifestation journaling so sort of describing what I want my life to look like what my perfect week is and that the affirmation journaling is more that self-empowerment sort of tool so that might be similar to what you're describing but I haven't gone gone into like a full self-nurturing practice and I feel like that's probably something that I need at the moment that actually sounds really lovely can you describe it a bit more yeah sure like I haven't read about this or heard any of this anywhere else but I've just noticed that I do that in my own journaling practice sometimes is where I will write out a situation that's happened that's really bothered me for some reason, whatever it is, just something bad that's happened that is bothering me and it keeps on going around in my head. So I'll write that out and then basically I will slow down um, and I won't read it back, but I'll just slow down my thought process and my writing and then I will basically nurture myself. So I'll write things like, it's okay, Roz, you did try your best in that situation. Um, You are trying to do your absolute best. And if you've um, upset somebody, it was not on purpose. Perhaps what you now could do is da, 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 da. So it's just sort of writing to yourself and it sounds silly, but I think if um, you don't have anyone at that, at any one time to share that what is going on in your head, um, that I find is a really, really good tool and handy tool. And actually it works pretty much every time it works. Um, so yeah, highly recommended. And so I think that's with any, anything, any sort of, um, you know, any thoughts that are going through your head, um, but also in the art space as well. So, you know, if you're not producing art that you're happy enough with, or you haven't succeeded in, um, your art profile, you know, you're not where you want to be yet, for example. So you could use that, um, journaling technique in that context as well. Do you find that process? that comes naturally to you because it sounds very similar to like a self-mothering sort of um, exercise so I guess you're a mother so maybe it's some something some similar advice that you would give to your little girls when they're going through an emotionally tough time yeah it is similar to that but also the same as being a friend to someone you know so you you listen 
um, to what's going on and then you help them to see their strengths and the um, I was going to say the positive side of it. I don't mean that. I mean, um, help them to see that they do have the strength to push through that situation and just reminding them, you know, of all the, their good qualities and things like that, you know, just encouragement, I suppose, isn't it? Constructive encouragement. Um, yeah. So I think, you know, I think you'd ace it too, Laura. (laughs) Yeah. I think maybe I might need to get some pointers with that. Like maybe even just like a prompt or something. Like I think that would probably help me to sort of get, get going in that sort of way, because I, I, I feel very uncomfortable when that's sort of turned on myself. Like I find that it's easy for me to be um, kind and nurturing and sort of point out the good things in um, other people but when it comes to myself and giving myself a break that is a little bit sort of un- it sits a little bit uneasy but I have done little bits of that in the past but I haven't deep dived and you could even instead of giving yourself like in your journaling instead of giving yourself um, encouragement and positive feedback you could take on the persona of someone else perhaps mm-hmm. mm. say what what would my mother say to me but not your mm. real mother your, your dream <laughs> mother I don't know I don't know your mum. but um <laughs> just say what would yeah or what would you say to yourself if um you know, you were your own mother. Does that make sense? Yeah. Or maybe <laughs> even like a higher, mm, a higher, pers- a higher, um, a, a higher, um, what, what am I trying to say? My higher, higher self. Being? Yeah. My higher, your my higher, higher self. self. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. My higher self or imagining myself as a younger version of myself and then like what would I say to the younger version of myself because usually when all of those um, thoughts are spiraling in your mind it is those broken parts of you so like those scars from when you were younger and those insecurities they're all the unhealed parts of yourself and they're rearing their head and manifest as an inner critic or you know, that sort of thing. So soothing in that way would be really beneficial. Mm. Maybe we should provide a couple of mm. questions. Yeah, I know. Underneath. Yeah, I mm. think that might be really interesting. But um, I have used journaling in so many different ways, like with the sort of stream of consciousness, Julia Cameron style, um, and then also with more conscious uh, journaling. So just writing to-do lists or you know sort of things depicting things that have happened to me and just creating like a story or a narrative around that and just recording recording it in a written journal um or a diary that you could call it a, a diary um and then just sort of reflecting on certain aspects um and thinking about how I could do something better or like what what worked and what didn't um, but then also like visual diaries, I'm sure. Do you keep a visual diary? I don't know. Do you? I, I am very messy with my visual diaries. I have a lot of them everywhere and I lose them and <laughs> maybe I need to improve that. <laughs> well, if that's not your creative process, that's fine. Like, it, yeah, mm, yeah. Mm. Um, I've got visual diaries have been 
important for me in gathering inspiration and recording things. I also keep studio notes. So what it is, is just a small A5 um, book and it's my process notes. People on the audio won't be able to see, but I'm holding up my, my process notes. It's just a small visual diary. And I just sort of put a whole heap of different things in there. It's useful if I'm doing a commission and trying to um, figure out my color palettes and different things like that and the different color mixtures for my paintings and figuring out just different mark making sort of things. So it sort of is a visual diary and sort of like experimentation sort of book. But um, yeah, like if I'm asked to do something in a similar style that I've created previously, like I find that having process notes is uh, really important for me because it just calms my brain. It's almost like it helps me relax a little bit because it's like, oh, I've recorded this little formula and this process and hopefully I won't forget it. And it's just in my in my book for my process. I love, Laura, how differently we work. I really, really respect your, you know, how you work because it's so different to me. I have tried the whole process diary business, like basically like an art journal, um, but it just doesn't fly with me. It makes me feel um, too restricted, which is just silly. And then there's also too much pressure. I feel like it's too much pressure on me to document the process perfectly and then I feel like it doesn't give me enough freedom to change things up which is totally in my head but I'm I'm sure and I hope people can relate but do you feel like you have to do it or do you feel like maybe it's just not a process that would be helpful for your practice and your practice is a bit more free and like you don't have to have those rules um, around you. I think your... I am more that way. I think, yeah, like you're saying, I think I am a little bit more free and I think I'm also potentially maybe a bit more hands-on, a bit more physical. So I like to, um, I just like to do like if that, <laughs> which actually that doesn't yeah. surprise you, I'm sure, yeah. Laura. <laughs> yeah. I just like to, you know, just make it, make it happen. And like, I am aware of my process roughly and I'm happy for it to be rough I think that just suits me so interesting how we can be so different Mm. but you don't have to follow a set formula on how things should be and all of that sort of stuff you just sort of use what works and I guess we're sort of you know explaining two different styles of working and it's okay like whatever whatever works for you is the right way to do things but um yeah definitely but also not to be close to trying other things if you feel like there's something missing in your practice mm. so we could go you know I could try journaling and you could try not I don't know for example so yeah. <laughs> but yeah but I I'm fine how I do things so far works for me but you know I've got your number Laura I might call you <laughs> for some tips mm-hmm. <laughs> um I think I do it because maybe it's just sort of you know, not trusting myself in a way because I don't trust my memory to remember things. And if I do things on the flow and come up with this amazing color, I don't trust that I'll remember how I come up with that amazing color. Um, And maybe that could stifle my creativity in some ways because it is like regimented and like quite like 
planned out or structured and I have to get it a certain way and it could be my perfectionistic side coming out of me but um yeah I don't know it's part of my process it's just yeah something that I sort of developed and I don't think we need to add layers of good bad or anything in between either to either of our processes you know that's just that's how you work full stop This podcast episode is sponsored by Laura's Creative Kickstart Coaching Sessions, designed for aspiring artists seeking motivation and support to turn their creative dreams into reality. Go to www.laurajaneday.com slash work with me to find out more. You know, and same same for me. That's it. And then I guess if you come, if I come to a point, I shouldn't talk for you, but if I come to a point where um, something's not working for me, or there is a color that I really love that I can't mix up again, <laughs> then I might go, oh, actually, Roz, it's probably time to do the art <laughs> journaling like Laura does. <laughs> uh, well, like, yeah, I guess you sort of come up with the ways of working because, yeah, it it maybe it may form. Um, a solution to a problem that you've experienced in the past and yeah I just find that the technical notes on techniques and color pats pat, pat, color combinations um, have worked for me so yeah um, so we've sort of covered over a few different sorts of things oh another thing that I've done done in the past in terms of writing journal um, is doing a gratitude journal have you done gratitude journaling? Yeah, definitely. A lot of that. And I try to do a little bit with my girls as well, although with mixed success. <laughs> oh, that's sweet. That's a nice practice to do. I sort of mix it in with my morning pages sometimes too. I sort of It's quite free at the start of my morning pages. I did it to the book and how Julia Cameron described. But as over the years, it sort of morphed into a whole range of different journaling. So it's not just stream of consciousness. Sometimes it's gratitude journaling. Sometimes it's affirmation or like sort of describing my perfect week or what I want to bring into my life and that sort of thing too. So, yeah, I think do you do it um, regularly these days or do you find that it just sort of helps to get you to a certain point at, at a certain part of your life or I basically use my journaling at the moment as emergency journaling (laughs) so um I it's not a regular thing for me um I'm just very I'm a very busy person so whether that's my making or not is is something we can explore um but yes so I don't journal on a regular basis um I did though I did the morning pages as well and I did those morning pages when my girls were fairly little um they were amazing so really amazing to do and I would do it if I could I probably should do it it's the perfectionist side (laughs) coming out um, because I don't feel like I could do it every day Um, so then I go oh well I just won't do it interesting isn't it Laura I was going yeah (laughs) I was gonna ask as a as a mum how do you fit that into your life is there a certain time of day that works better for you or yeah, that's exactly it. So when my little ones were little, um, quite little, I mean, smaller than they are now, they're still quite little, they're four and six. Um, but when they were younger, it was very, very hard. So it was a battle to do the morning pages and look, I did it still. I, did, I think I did, did it for quite a while. I think maybe six weeks, maybe more. 
Um, and I look back at that and I think I wish that I was a bit kinder to myself um, and wasn't as rigid because I did it every single morning, which I think, you know, that sounds great. But when you have little people, that's not necessarily the right thing to do. So I wish that I was a bit more flexible with it. And some days I allowed myself to do it at night or do it when the kids were sleeping or do it when the kids were, I don't know, somewhere, somewhere. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. So it is tricky to fit in um, with little people around, but I still, it's definitely 100% worthwhile, but I just do suggest being kind to yourself, you know, if you're trying to fit that into family life, because otherwise you don't, you don't want something that is positive to become a stressful thing. So if you can avoid that, that would be awesome. Yeah. yeah. Cause I think in the book as well, it's uh, recommended to do it first thing when you wake up. And like before going to get a cup of tea or before doing anything. So it's like having the journal right next to you um, on your bedside table and doing it first thing. And I see the bed. And that, see, that's, mm. sorry, that's just too hard for a lot of mums. Yeah, it is. I know. I, I'm woken by my children still to this day. They wake me up before, like there's no alarms here because my kids are up so early. And I just can't imagine getting up even earlier than that mm. <laughs> to do my morning pages. Like I think there's a lot of benefit in it. But in some situations, you've got to be a bit more flexible, I think, with it. Yeah, yeah, of course. Do you feel like you have anything else to share on this topic? I have. I just wanted to say a couple of things. So I, I within my membership, there are a couple of gorgeous members who um, are allergic to journaling. And so I just wanted to provide a couple of tips. So if that is the case for anyone that's listening today and they just go, no, nah, I don't journal, full stop. Um, I really want to help those people just to open their mind a little bit to it. So my number one tip for those people, um, actually two tips is one, choose a journal that is not precious. So just something from a um, office supply store, something really, really basic, not gorgeous at all. And write with a regular pen, doesn't have to be special at all. Any old pen will do. I think that relieves a bit of pressure and a bit of the whole perfectionist thing. And then the last one I wanted to suggest as well was to do the morning pages model. So that's where, you know, you just write out like Laura was describing um, three pages of anything from your head and then you close the book and that's it. It's gone. Mm -hmm. And I think that also removes sort of any expectation um, on what you should write. You know, that feeling that you should write about this and it should be written well and it should have all the words spelt correctly, that sort of thing. So, yeah, my two tips for helping people to give it a try Mm -hmm. and um size the smaller size rather than a4 as well I found that worked better for me because doing a larger journal was quite ambitious so having that that smaller scale three pages oh I like that (laughs) that really that's a really good idea (laughs) that really helped me to like get it in and usually it took about half an hour from memory I feel like when I was doing it regularly I knew that it it took about yeah 25 minutes to 30 minutes and then that was my way of getting it done yeah beautiful so it it can be done I set within my membership I've set a challenge recently of journaling doing doing the morning pages just for seven days 
and see we'll see how they go so <laughs> just a little bit just a little bit give it a try <laughs> yeah I feel like some people feel like that if they're gonna open up a can of worms and it can be quite frightening but that stream of consciousness that sort of takes away like that barrier from going too deep because it usually is just recording the chatter in your mind and the things that are sort of like consuming your every day and all of that sort of thing so you don't have to you know create this masterpiece or I don't I don't know what people's expectations are when they're quite resistant to the journaling practice but um yeah it can yeah some people can be intimidated when they feel like it's going to bring up some emotional baggage Definitely. And I think if you're listening today, um, we'd love to hear. So maybe send us a DM and let us know over on Instagram. Um, yeah, your thoughts on journaling. So whether you've tried journaling, um, whether it was a positive experience, whether you haven't tried it or and you're scared of it, and maybe why, feel free to um, you know share with us if you're willing. Um, we, we might even be able to help you mm. <laughs> and encourage you to give it a shot. Yeah. And if you're interested in any of the other types of journaling too, if we sort of like maybe if you wanted to us to provide more information about gratitude journaling or manifestation or the visual diary or studio notes I described as well if you're interested in any of those sorts of things or yeah we're definitely open to having chats about uh, your process and your journey and what you might need help and support with as well so you can get in contact with us through our instagrams as well just jump into our dms and yeah we'd love to hear any feedback that you've had on the podcast or any topics that we've discussed so far and yeah i hope that you've enjoyed listening to us chat about journaling thank you for listening to our episode today and we will see you next time